what is the uh, one thing that a bald man never has in his house? <laughs> I would say maybe a hair, like a bottle of hair gel. Hair gel, dur ki baat hai yar. Something that you would use <laughs> every day. Okay, so not a hair dryer because I definitely don't use that every day. Oh, that, that's uh, what he said. No, 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 hello, you heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. Hair dryer is only for special occasions, dude. Or or uh, rather, when I when I'm running late for something and I need to dry my hair quickly. Okay, still not what I was looking for though. Uh, no, I I cannot think of this. What is your what is the answer? The answer is a comb. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, if someone to brush, say, what the fuck comb? Who's going to? What am I going to brush? <laughs> Huh. Uh, on <laughs> on that, that hilarious note, uh, welcome to episode seventeen of the No Balls Cricket Podcast. Where thankfully we don't. This time the only hair conversation is SP ragging on himself instead of me. Still me the sexiest looking ball. Still the sexiest looking ball man in the universe. Yes, definitely in your country when your competition is Prince William. Yeah, good point. But one minute, what competition do I have in the US? I don't know. <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> I could make some bold claims. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, carry on. Yes, uh, as I was saying, episode seventeen. We have our. We we wanted to do a roundup, but literally, there's only been one game of cricket since we last recorded. Bangladesh beat Sri Lanka. That is the important. Supposed to sorry the important thing to know. That's it. That's basically the roundup. Moving on. <laughs> ten. They broke a ten match win this streak. If you want to keep laughing at something, Sri Lanka are now twelfth out of twelve in the ODI Super League. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let me just put this into perspective. Bangladesh broke a losing streak, which is what ten games or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Only to have another losing streak that will happen after this, which will be even longer. <laughs> You never know. They're playing Sri Lanka again. This is also true. Yeah. Um. What else? The Pakistan Super League, which is like the 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 T20 league that very few people actually care about, uh, is back on, and it will be in after after having been suspended for uh, coronavirus reasons, it will be resuming in June first. They have rejigged squads and whatnot. You guys can look it up because we don't really watch the no, PSL. Moving on. Shahid, Shahid Afridi is injured. Shahid Afridi also somehow is still playing cricket. He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All of Pakistan is angry at me now. <laughs> what do you now mean still alive? Eight second. Eight second. What do you mean still alive? He's only twenty-five years old. Oh shit! Sorry, I, you have a point there. <laughs> He's in the prime of his youth. <laughs> okay. Um, now that we have gladly pissed off the entire country of Pakistan, can we now go on to our main event? We are back yes. to our twenty-minute segment, which we will start in three, now. two, one. There we go. Okay. So the most annoying news that's happened in the last week in cricket world for well, okay, one of the most annoying things because we have more annoying things that will come on later is. Uh, So people might have seen there's this entire plan that is now probably I think 99% confirmed or maybe even 100% confirmed where 
the India England test series, which was supposed to be a five test series. It is still a five test series, but now it is going to be four tests. Then the remainder of the IPL, then the fifth test to be Achha. held in England. So, so to be, to, 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 so one minute, no, no, no. So there's a, there's, this is the unofficial version. The official version is the BCCI has asked the ECB to prepone the prepone very Indian word. In case you're not listening to it in India, it means bring forward. Um, <laughs> bring forward the the beginning of the test series by a week so they can finish all five tests and then have the IPL immediately after between that and the World T20. That is the official version of things. The ECB has not gotten back to it. However, there were also some unconfirmed reports saying that the ECB was the were the ones that were going to host the IPL. Now, I've been in England for the last six or eight months. Okay. I have been told that there is summer. It is seven degrees outside. It is not summer. <laughs> in any case, the, if the if they do host the remainder of the IPL, it will be in September. At which point, it will again still not be summer. Still not. Be whatever summer. summer you will, whatever summer you will have had, it will be gone by then. Do you know how in Bombay you used to have two weeks of winter, which was basically Jan first to Jan fourteenth, and then it became hot again. <laughs> Correct. You remember this? Yes. The two weeks I of have... winter where it was twenty degrees and everyone decided they needed sweaters. Ha. Huh. Correct. Now, after having lived here for six months, I am thinking that the same thing. This is, you know, what we say for winter, they say for summer. We have two <laughs> weeks of summer, July first to July fourteenth. Uske baad thanda ho jata hai. Then it's people, worth. Uh, no, no. And, and should I to, piss you? Should I piss you off again? I'm, yeah, I'm just wondering. Ha, no, I was just. So yeah, we were supposed to be recording this yesterday, and then I had to. I decided to postpone it because great weather broke out here in New York. It is 30, 31 degrees, bright, sunny, perfect. Go sit outdoors and have a pint weather, which we can do here now. And yes, that took precedence over his five degree weather and 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 staying inside. Oh, I was sitting outside in the fucking pissing rain. <laughs> um, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> coming back to the cricket. So. Coming, back, coming back to the cricket because we'll talk shit for hours. Um, so here's the thing. So that little uh, Twitter press release that you saw turned out to be fake. That has not been confirmed yet. Right. However, if that is the case, Jesus fucking Christ! You want to play a test match in Manchester in October? Have you lost your minds? It's five. You may as well just cut. You may as well just cut it down to four. Tests. Oh, exactly. Because <laughs> that test is not going to be played. No, it'll be rain for three, four days. Rain? Rain? Probably be snowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, point. No, but okay, look. Basic point here is, Ganguly came out and said it very clearly. If they don't finish the IPL, the Indian uh, uh, politicians in control of the BCCI lose three hundred and thirty million dollars. Right. That is the bottom line. Basically, their bottom yeah. line is the bottom line. Yeah. Right. It hurts. No, no, the, the, the IPL will be completed. There's no. It is just one of those realities of, like, we can argue morals and. Should it be about finances and whatnot? But forget it. That is the reality. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So um, much like they're finishing the PSL, they will finish the IPL. Yeah. Where it is and when it when is, it is in doubt. Oh, pata nahi. That's a I, let, let's also not forget that even the World T Twenty, which is supposed to be in October in India, is in doubt for obvious reasons. I mean, that's not in doubt. That's probably going to get shifted to the UAE. That I, I in can doubt, give, yeah. in doubt in the sense, yeah, whether it will happen in India is my point. I yeah. mean, I can give you the in writing that that is shifting to the UAE. If it happens in India by some bloody miracle of God, 
second coming of Christ, third coming of Ram, fourth coming of Muhammad the Prophet and his, yeah, I'm just naming every religion now, so I don't have to be. <laughs> um, yes, that's yes. that is what it would take for 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 the IPL and World T20 uh-huh. to happen in in, in India again, anyway. <laughs> exactly. But, huh. The only good news, the only good thing out of this entire situation, and I'm going to end this because we've already gone five minutes on this. Um, the the only good news from this is the fact that. Most of the English internationals, if it if the IPL were to happen in England, most of the English internationals would play the IPL, not the hundred. <laughs> and anything that kills the hundred is good. Literally, anything that kills the hundred is good news for us. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. With, moving on. Yes. Moving on. Moving on to the main main event. So there's been this. Huge, uh, I mean, it goes beyond a Twitter kerfuffle, so, though that's what we've seen from it. Um, but basically, the BCCI has, in shocking news to to, to most of and the cricketing world, the BCCI has shafted its women's cricket setup. I know. Shock horror. Um, oh, my God. So, and, and this has been, I mean, obviously, it's not like something, uh, this is some new issue for, for Indian cricket, but uh, just to run down what's happened in the last two weeks. Firstly, the central contracts got announced. Um, the highest contract value for women's cricket is 50 lakh rupees. Uh, just to put it in perspective, the, the uh, I think the smallest central contract is three crores or the, uh, for Indian men. The C grade then, I mean, is three, have... something like three. No, it's one and a half crores. C- I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. You get some like the A plus grade is like seven crore or ten crore or something. Like that. Basically, you know, we're talking different stratospheres of of numbers here. So, firstly, that got announced. Then we found out uh, yesterday or sometime over the weekend that the um, the bonus or the prize money that the Indian women were supposed to re- receive for reaching the World T20 final, the last edition of the tournament, they haven't been paid that yet. Uh, it's been like over a year now. Um, over a year, or it was late last year. I can't remember. No, it was. It's been uh, over a year. It was March of 2020. Um, so March, yeah. So just over a year. If and you're, yeah, so if I'm not mistaken, it was the last major sporting event before the pandemic enforced the yeah. lockdown, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that happened, and they and today it's finally been announced. That the the BCC has asked everyone who's in that squad to please send invoices so that they can be paid because apparently the BCCI does not otherwise know how to pay salaries and prize money uh, unless one year later, one, one second, let's put this into perspective. One year later, richest cricket board in the world moaning about IPL not finishing and the $330 million that they are about to make. Yeah. But, yeah. So it is, it's disgusting. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, since this person is pro- going to feature somewhat, if not prominently in our conversations, I, we should give you some context. Uh, most people who follow Indian cricket will know that there is this uh, supremely respected journalist who calls himself, uh, whose, whose name is Borya Majumdar, and he apparently has called himself or described himself as saying that he has a PhD in cricket. Um, and hey, he chori has... kya now. One, one sec, one sec, one sec. Before you go on. <laughs> sala chori kya Dino was the professor. Now that he's dead, this fucker wants to steal that. <laughs> so now Dr. Majumdar of, of you know Indian Cricket University or whatever uh-huh. has decided to take up the cause of defending the BCCI in this uh, giving us all the standard arguments about how 
women's cricket is not revenue generating and it's not about bcci and you know, blah 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 all of this shit is happening uh, and he is rightly being pilloried by most people who can use a brain and by him um but yeah it's basically just a, <laughs> it's basically just a very no it's a normal and not entirely shocking but still sad state of affairs for for women's cricket to, when it comes to india very misogynistic and and i mean it's just it just reeks of bad management of can't say bad management because the way they handle the men's team is some other planet only man um yeah. there were also news there was also news that um so of course see uh, now in the last two weeks the indian but well, the bcci announced that the women's team were a going to tour england obviously that we knew they were going to tour england but they were also playing a test match in england and um they announced that in september they were going to tour australia and they're playing a day night test the first ever day night test for indian women in australia um yeah. on that tour there right yeah so they made the squad announcement for the england series they put this sort of drop this bombshell on us right the squad announcement for the england series no press releases just a blurb on their twitter handle and and their uh, uh on their website yeah right then teams gathering in mumbai for the um well essentially for the bubble before they come across to england for the tour, for yeah. their respective tours all of the men's players were flown in on chartered flights all of the women had to fly commercial now bear in mind the situation that is currently engulfed the country of india with regards to covid yeah so, so commercial I mean, flights are anyway anyway not a i mean anyway that disparity is stupid but then you you know when you're putting commercial flights in the middle of this the other thing is i mean uh, there are many more other things in this context they the this test match that is happening uh for, for in england is going to happen at the exact same time as the world test championship final because for some reason they couldn't you know prepone it or delay it by four or five days so that because right now all that means is it's going to clash with the with the men's team playing and of course you know that means they're just going to get less exposure uh because you know the, the more more eyeballs are going to go one place rather than the than the other they also women's cricket you know most of these players haven't played like a proper full length first class game in years in quite a long time so so they're come, going to come in undercooked that day night test that you've mentioned if you remember if everyone will remember how with the men's cricket uh, setup there was this huge there was this opposition to the to, to playing day night cricket just because the indian men would didn't want to go undercooked going undercooked like they didn't they wanted pink ball practice all of that so they have that happened two three trials happened then a practice match happened got used in ranji whatever one minute. then they, the in order for the indian men's team to practice with the pink ball they basically fed bangladesh to shami exactly. that was the story exactly huh. exactly and even then to be fair i mean india still got slaughtered on the final day of that uh, uh, australia test but you know that's that's a that's, that's, that's a separate yeah why do you want to press people yeah it's <laughs> a separate point being point being in, in the indian women are going to go into that day night test in australia completely cold because they most of them will never have played a full length game in most game none of them will have played a full length game in Uh, uh, with a pink ball and I I you know what I actually doubt very I seriously sincerely doubt that a lot of them would have ever played with the pink ball to begin with Exactly yeah um because <clears throat> if you I mean if you guys um, follow women's cricket and you know anything about it test matches are very very rare commodities India haven't played one in almost 7 years the last one was yeah. against South Africa in 2014 that's a long time between so, test yeah. matches Yeah 
Yep. So, and sorry, what I meant by when I said first class cricket, I meant test cricket, not first class. They, the first class cricket, they have been playing, but uh, obviously not for the last year, year or so, a year and a half or so when the uh, pandemic has uh, blocked and, all and, women's cricket, though, and, though the Ranji yeah. men's trophy happened. The Vijay Hazare trophy happened and all of that. And I mean, so the women come in completely undercooked. There's no first class, there's no sort of domestic cricket going on. Um, they haven't played a series since they lost to South Africa 4-1 and they looked completely underdone, just ill-prepared for it. Which, um, which they were, because there was very oh, little on, prep time. Yeah. On top of that, one more uh, one more thing that people have sort of ignored, there was a bit of a kerfuffle because they changed coaches again. Um, W.V. Raman had stated in his, um, in a sort of letter that he'd sent to Mr. Ganguly, the, the president of the BCCI, um, stating that, um, you know, if he had been removed from his post as coach for anything other than sporting reasons, it would be a big calamity. We know that. And the reason I'm going into this is because the person that has been reappointed women's coach is Ramesh Pawar, who had his own kafafal with Mitali Raj a few years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a very bizarre situation. And, like, <laughs> firstly, it's, I find it very hard to believe that there are literally only two people they, they can find to be coaches. They go from Ramesh Pawar to W.V. Raman to back to Ramesh Pawar. I'm sure there are more people out there. I don't, I mean, I thought Ramesh Pawar did a good job as coach, but obviously, it's not just about results and tactics. And, you know, you have to be able to have good relationships and management with your players, which, you know, Ramesh Pawar, I think, on that front was questionable. And the funny thing is, the first thing he's going to be in charge of is a women's tour where Mithali Raj is captain of the one-day team and the test teams. Yeah. So, I mean... So, so, so I, I don't know what the point is there. No, forget that. Secondly, Fika has come out and said that it is high time that the Indian um, cricketers actually became a part of their association. Uh, if anybody, if no one knows what Fika is, I'm just going to clarify this quickly because we're, we're down to five minutes on this, by the way. Um, so, FICA is basically the federation of the International Cricketers Association, right? Each member yeah. country of FICA has a representative on the board. And FICA is represented, uh, represented at all ICC meetings by a chosen head, right? So, that's basically... It's like a players' union, basically. It's a players' right. union, essentially, right? Except, there are only two countries that are not part of FICA. Can you guess which two they are? <laughs> I can guarantee one of them is India. The second can... one I did not know about, actually. The other one's Pakistan. I thought you meant that. <laughs> yeah. So, this is I mean, going to be my guess. There's only two countries that have no representatives on the FICA board. Now, I'm not saying that you go down the fucking West Indian route and, you know, have everything turned to shit in terms of trying to get a FICA representative and have all that happen. Um, but, uh, Wavell Hines, if you had... Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I had to get that one out there. My West Indian brothers will know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but... but um, the so I'm not saying that the Indian like the cricketers have had a in general the men's cricketers have had a rather good relationship with the board. I, I don't think they've been shafted at any point. But here you're yeah. seeing a state where I think the women's cricketers desperately need a, a, an association because it's getting it's not getting bizarre. It's just getting to the point where this is now insulting. Like why are y'all even playing? It is. It is genuinely insulting. Yeah. Yeah. It um, is. I, the, there's been chronic mismanagement of women's sports all across the world. There's no, there's like, and it's, it's systemic, it's societal. We can get into all of that. But the point is, even once you take into consideration all of that here, this particular thing is just ridiculous. 
uh, the way Indian the Indian cricket setup has treated the Indian women's team and women's and, players. And bear in mind, this is the biggest and most most cash rich <laughs> cricket board in the world. Yeah, which also we one thing we didn't mention still hasn't been they still can't figure out how to uh, make a women's IPL happen despite having promised one for a long time. No, they don't. They can make it happen, whether they want to or not. That's a whole other story. Point. Point being, yeah, like the, yeah. the the can't figure out part was uh, was can't, sarcastic. Can't, can't figure out. <laughs> but we know where this all leads, right? Uh, I do. Do we know where it all leads? Yeah, India will not have a women's team after two thousand and Do you really think it's just going to get all disbanded? I mean, the way they're going, not paying them, insulting them to their face. Yeah, probably. We're crying shame because we actually have a good team. We have a good team. We have good young players. Uh, who have yeah, been we have some really good young players come through. I mean, people like Smriti Mandana. Oh, and of course, we haven't mentioned Veda Krishnamurthy at all. Oh yeah, completely. And, uh, I mean, that and, was and that's too- a particularly that's a particularly sad uh, part of like uh, this this entire contract kerfuffle. Okay, so. I'm just going to briefly summarize. She loses her her mother and her sister to COVID in the same week, I think it was. Yeah. Um, of course, the BCCI does not mention, bring it up, offer nothing. Right? They don't offer any help. Two weeks later, when the central contracts are announced, she's the only one who misses out. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying you should be given a central contract, you know, on compassionate grounds or whatever. But I mean, you can at least, you know, there should have been an approach to try and help the situation. And it's just... Yeah. No, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I genuinely believe that she's actually one of the few players that if she comes, you know, gets it act like... She's a talented cricketer, man. If she gets it together, she the, nothing could stop her. Real power hitter. No, no, absolutely. She's a... Good batsman, yeah. 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 Um, um, but yeah, as and, was, that, and you, you just can't. Ex- you wouldn't imagine that happening in the men's game at all. No, but would you? So the question now is: would, forget the men's game for a second. Would you imagine it happening in England or Australia? Because that's who you're competing with no. and who you're comparing yourself no, to. I don't, no, I wouldn't. I mean, um, New Zealand, of course, have instituted that the women get paid for maternity leave as well. So that's been included in their contracts. Yeah. So, I mean, look at where, on the one hand, you have England, Australia and New Zealand going in one direction. And then the BCCI is sort of going completely in the opposite. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. A lot of countries, I mean, everywhere has to play catch up. A lot of countries have, you know, started doing an okay job of playing catch up. We, we rip on the 100 a lot, but it actually probably would have been very good for women's cricket in both England and, you know, for women's cricketers who are participating from elsewhere. Um but like what India is doing, what uh, India is not alone. But I think we, you know, we are more clued into the India India situation, and it's just it, it's 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 a continuation, but it's also just really shockingly bad. And I'm sorry, anybody who tries to defend the BCCI in this situation needs a tight slap. <laughs> needs to oh, needs to have their hard, you know. <laughs> needs to have their PhDs revoked. <laughs> the self appoint the self declared PhD. Self declared PhD. Oh, that those are our 20 minutes as well. We we only have one other thing to mention on this 
um, since we've covered pretty much all of women's cricket, or well, at least the issues that we've known about um, Indian women's cricket. Um, the last thing I want to add before we move on um, to the last little bit of the uh, podcast this week, we have some really good players coming through. I mean, yeah. you, you just look at, okay, Mithali Raj and um, Julian Goswami obviously have been around forever, but you look at people like Harmanpreet Kaur, Smriti Mandana, Jemima Rodriguez, um, you know, uh, Deepti Yadav. Yeah, Deepti Yadav, uh, Poonam Yadav as well. Sorry, Deepti Sharma, Poonam Yadav. Sorry, ha, Deepti. Uh, Poonam Rao. There's, there's, there's some really good players who have uh, so who've there's... also performed at the highest stage. Oh, and um, I'm, I'm forgetting the 16 year old Shefali Varma. Um, yeah. You know, leading run scorer in that World T20. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Honestly, if people get there, if people spend the time and the money on the women's game, we're not far away yeah. from being number one. No, not at all. Not at all. Not far and away at all. The other, the other part, I don't know. I, I mean, I think maybe just because I come from that media and sort of marketing background, but like there are some really fun personalities there, and like but really, I, I mean, you know, marketable people. Like yeah. Ramanpreet Kaur, she's got this. She, you know, she. She, I mean, most of the times in, in interviews, she comes off, a little, you know, as respectful as most Indian cricketers do, but she plays with a chip on her shoulder. She also has like great banter with other, uh, yeah. with people from other countries. Jemima Rodriguez is like hilarious. Just Jemima Rodriguez, I was just going to say, have you seen her uh, YouTube channel? Her and Smriti yeah, Mandana yeah, have yeah. a very, very fun YouTube channel. So if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Um, it's quite, and it's quite enlightening because they do have a lot of, um, uh, obviously Indian men's cricketers on as well. And, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. These are quite fun people. They're like, it's not even a case of like, they're, they're, there's money to be spent and there there are people who, uh, you know, the whole sport deserves it, but there are also people who can like help, you know, help the game shine in India. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could, you literally, I mean, I think the biggest sort of most marketable personality in women's cricket is Elise Curry. I think if you have someone of that sort of, I mean, you can get people like, you know, Jemima Rodriguez to come out and be, you know, that kind of marketable yeah. personality. Yeah, it could work. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a crying shame what BCCI has done in general, but especially under uh, Saurav Ganguly and Jai Shah's leadership. I mean, we knew it was coming, but we're just disappointed, man. Just, just, just disappointed. Yeah. We knew it was happening, and we know it's been happening, but just it's, the reality yeah. has finally hit home for all of us. So, um, sorry to be a little bit of a downer. Now, on to some happy news. Let's talk about Darren Stevens. <laughs> uh, Darren Stevens, so... Um, in case we have any oh sorry uh, sorry before before this... before you do that uh, i woke up so um on saturday morning right i wake up of course uh, huh. tons of birthday messages and all that but in, in, in the midst of all of that was uh, oh yeah should we should say a belated happy birthday to our very own club cricketer thank you thank you um uh, but in the midst of all of those messages my cousin sent me this absolute clangor so he lives in singapore right and i don't think the dude has played cricket in about 20 years right so he he sends me this text with the Darren Steven link to whatever Darren Steven had done the, the previous day. And he's like, Sid, I just turned 40. Do you think I can get a county contract? <laughs> ah, so I was just going to give context here. Darren Steven is 45 years old. He's still uh, he's still playing cricket in, in the English County Championship. He has just most recently uh, in his exploits in, is in innings of uh, 190, which includes a, one, a partnership of 165 in which... which Noted uh, West Indian fast bowler Miguel Cummins. Um, 
in that partnership. <laughs> I tried keeping a straight face waiting for your reaction. You can't do that and say noted, notable fast bowler. <laughs> Beautiful. Carry on. Uh, yes. Uh, so that partnership of 165, uh, Miguel Cummins scored one run. <laughs> oh, oh, Which is... This is the best bit, right? So... Uh, out of the partnership of 165, right? Darren Stevens has made 160 of our 108 balls because he went absolutely berserk. Miguel Cummins has made one from 55. Great. Outstanding rear guard. Outstanding innings. I mean, it? listen, ask any West Indies, West Indian right now. Would they rather have Miguel Cummins batting in that form or Shannon Gabriel? Listen, listen, one minute. You cannot bring up Shannon Gabriel. Okay. Do you know this whole argument? Uh, I want someone to bat for my life kind of thing. Here's one person I don't want to bat at all for anything. <laughs> Keep him away. Uh, I am. I I can't wait till this episode till the uh, Guyana crew catches hold of this episode and gets reminded of Shannon Gabriel one more time. Oh no! We I do this every year. So you know. Um, I think the anniversary the was, Sh- was, was Sh- a Yeah, of the Shannon Gabriel, Shannon Gabriel Day was like a couple of weeks ago. I should just be known as, as Shannon Gabriel Day with the soundtrack that says, why did he do that? They <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, should be, Western should de- literally declare a holiday. National Day of Mourning. I mean, it that, can't be a national day. Multiple countries should declare national days of mourning. One for Shannon Gabriel. And the, sec- and the one second for all one the should four, be. One for all the four. No, the four. second one should be. I'll tell you what the second one should be. The second one should be the the, the day Tino Best didn't mind the windows. And the clip that goes does the round should just be flipped off saying, mind the windows, Tino. Watch the windows, Tino. <laughs> <laughs> Oh anyway, back to Darren. Anyway, back back to Darren Stevens. Wow, we went off on a tangent there. Coming back. Yeah, uh, Darren Stevens is 45 years old. He's he's taken nearly uh, 250 first class wickets since since turning uh, 40. He is also smashing people like Michael Nesser who can bowl at 90, 95 miles an hour over their heads in first class cricket. Michael Nesser cannot bowl 90, 95 miles an hour. I I think one of it, one of the balls clocked in at 92, man. I, I, this is what I read. Bro, I, I Michael Nesser, he's a swing bowler. What? Dude, stop giving misinformation. You know what? I'm looking up this article right now. Go on then. And you this know, is the in the Guardian. The beauty this of is this. in the Guardian. The beauty of this is, I am not editing this part out. This is going to remain on our podcast. No, okay, fine. So this is how the Guardian describes it. They, they didn't say 92. They said Michael Nisa, a 90 miles per hour Australian international seamer. There you go. It smashed over his head. That He's is the exact line. From one the test match, and I remember he never crossed 135 kilometers. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I'm just saying this is the Guardian saying he he is a 90 miles an hour international. Who? who which writer is this? This is Jonathan Liu, who's actually pretty good as a writer. Uh, yeah, but so Liu knows you... nothing about cricket. He's Chinese. Um, what? Firstly, <laughs> he's, he's English. Secondly, there's no, there's no need that the Chinese don't know anything about cricket. For all you know, in the next 20 years, they'll have produced a cricket team that will win the World Cup, given the way they produce athletes these days. Listen, at this point, anybody can produce a cricket team and manage it better than the BCCI. That's not an achievement. <laughs> Point being, we are not ripping on the Chinese for not understanding. No, we're not. Some of them. 
we just assumed that because Jonathan Liu is of Chinese origin, we we thought he didn't know anything about cricket. Um, he, he, anyway, 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 but yes, so Michael Nisa is hitting supposedly 90 miles an hour bowlers over the head at the age of. Listen, um, he, there's 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 now I think a small campaign happening to get him selected for the Ashes series this year. Listen, I have a feeling in this weather in England right now, if you hit 80, it feels like 90. Maybe that. Maybe that. You know. the ashes. The ashes this year are not happening in England, so that won't be the case if he's bowling. If and and we should re- we should uh, let everyone know. Darren Stevens does not touch anywhere close to 90. He barely touches 75 on the speed gun. But uh, there's However, now a campaign. He is the James the Anderson of county cricket. <laughs> yes. But, Oldest I mean, player to take a five-four in, co- in county cricket history. But hang on, let's put a little caveat here. Caveat is, if Devrath bolted five degree weather, even he would pick up that many wickets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that beautiful wrist position. That beautiful wrist position that. with the seam pointing towards square leg. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Okay. In, but in reverse swing conditions, it will end up with third slip. <laughs> Not after hitting the bat, just straight. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. I wish I had more clips of Devrath bowling now. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh, on that very happy fun note, it is time to end. However, before we go, we have two things to add. Um, first of all, we would like to uh, reach out back again to our favorite, favorite Somalian-born Russian test cricketer. Yes. Someone please uh, look up Rob Moody's uh, test cricket credentials. He's the only Somalian-born Russian test cricketer on earth. <laughs> he oh, also I don't know where you get some... this from. Anyway. <laughs> yes. He's also been triggering a lot of people who don't like the fact that he's uh, making fun of Akash Chopra. To whom I say, what else do you do with Akash Chopra? I have a very bad joke that I'm about to crack. Very bad joke. Very bad joke. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I will. You know what you do with Akash Chopra? Akash Vani. Uh, what Akash Chopra should not do is, is Akash Vani. Akash Vani. Basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and also uh, on our last episode, a um, little shout out, hat tip to Mr. Rami Speaks. Um, who genius parody account. Please go check it out. We all know he hates Ramiz Raja as much as we do. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, hopefully he, he spots us again. This this part of the, this segment of the episode is dedicated purely to him. Um, and yeah, that's our show. Um, obviously we got a bit serious and then we kind of went off the boil as we usually do. Um, yes. Serious notes to take away. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, remember to like, share, subscribe, click the bell icon, don't do Florentino Perez's drugs, and say cheese. Have I covered everything? <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're listening and rather than watching, then you've got, uh, just, just subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Podcast Addict. I would say do, do uh, Florentino Perez's drugs because they seem like they're crazy good, uh, judging by the shit he talks. 
Have you seen that one where uh, apparently because uh, there's no Real Madrid players in the Spanish uh, Euros team, Florentino Perez is going to start his own uh, European <laughs> Super League team. <laughs> Spanish Super League. <laughs> Spain 2021. Spain 2021, indeed. <laughs> On that uh, hilarious note, non-cricketing hilarious note, we shall take your leave. See you, people. Bye-bye.